Hello, and welcome to the Big Happy Life podcast. It's day two of the Happiness Challenge, where I'm doing five podcasts in five days. Each day, I'll share with you a tip and then the habits that bring that tip to life, each of which, if you implement them, will, I believe, make you feel happier, even if nothing else in your life changes. My original plan was for this to be a standard five-day challenge, the kind where you join a Facebook group, you get a workbook, you interact with the community of people who's doing this alongside you, there's Q&As each day and live videos and all of that sort of thing. But with things being so unpredictable right now, I'm unsure whether my kids are actually going to be able to go back to school. And I didn't want to make a commitment to say, right, I'm going to be live in the Facebook group and then I've got kids running around in the background or somebody asking me a maths question at the exact point that I'm trying to answer one of your questions. But I also didn't want to wait because I always think that kind of fresh new year headspace is a great time to make use of the type of content that I'm sharing in these five days. And so I wanted to have it available to you at the time when you have that going on, when you are going, right, that's it. I'm doing things differently this year. Let's go. So if you're in that headspace, I think these five days of podcasts will really be of benefit to you. And I will run the challenge in its traditional form later on in the year. By that point, you'll at least have had some exposure to the content. You'll know whether you like it and it works for you. And then you can still make use of the workbooks and the live sessions and the Facebook group and all of the good stuff that comes with a normal challenge. So you get to do both. Plus, doing it this way means the content remains here and available to you anytime. So if you like it and you want to come back and listen to it a second time, then you can easily do that. So we're on day two now, but if you've listened to day one and you have comments or questions, you can visit the Facebook page. You can find it at Big Happy Life page. And that's also where you'll find out about the actual five-day challenge when it finally does go live. And then you can have the workbook and the live Q&As and all of the various things that would normally go with the challenge. And as an added bonus, at the end of the week, there's a prize draw where you can win a free coaching session worth £75 with me. That's on a one-to-one -one basis. And all you have to do to be in with a chance to win is like the Facebook page and comment or ask a question on at least one of the five days. And that's it. Simple. And I'll announce the winner on the Facebook page on Saturday, the 9th of January. Okay, so with all of the admin stuff out of the way, we will crack on with the challenge. Now, yesterday we looked at going from a kind of positive psychology standpoint. So fattening up the good, making sure that the good moments in your life get some airtime in your thoughts and also in your words. Today, we turn our focus to some of the things that can sometimes get in the way of our happiness. Now, in truth, many things get in the way of our happiness, and that's also something that we'll be exploring in the coming days. But today, we're looking specifically at our thoughts. And so today's tip is to turn down the shark music. So let's get started and see what that means. A concept that we will revisit multiple times over the course of this five days is the idea that happiness is almost a default setting for us. And that actually, rather than happiness being something we have to find and add to our lives, it's there and it's been there all the time. And what we actually have to do is remove some of the things, some of the obstacles that we place in front of it that create the illusion that it's not there, that we aren't happy or that we can't be happy. I like to imagine it like happiness is through a door, okay? So 
If you could walk up to the door and open it and walk through, then happiness would be easily accessible. This is how I see happiness working for kids. So something happens that for an adult, they would pile in front of that door. It would stay there. It would block their ability to experience happiness. Kids, they move past it. It's like it gets left behind. It's not relevant anymore. Back in the moment and off they go. But somewhere along the way, our thinking changes and the way we do things changes and we start stacking stuff in front of that door, which makes it much more difficult to access. And then over time, there's so much stuff piled in front of the door that we can't even see it anymore. And that's when we start creating the illusion that we can't be happy. So the concept that we'll revisit over these five days is basically to say happiness isn't something that you're adding to your life that isn't there but rather something that has always been there and is still there. And that what we need to do is move some of the stuff that's piled in front of it out of the way so that you can access it more easily. But before we go rummaging in the stuff that's in front of that door, the first thing we need to look at is our thought processes. Now, yesterday I mentioned negativity bias and the shark music is basically thoughts that are anchored in a negativity bias. Tomorrow, we'll talk about handling all the stuff that's piled in front of that door, but today, we're gonna to deal with the shark music. Back in November last year, I wrote a post titled, I'd like to show you the power of your thoughts. I've included a link to that post in the show notes in case you wanna read it. And in that post, you can also see the videos that I described to you in this podcast. I got this idea from Dr. Dan Siegel, He's a clinical professor of psychiatry at the UCLA School of Medicine. And he's written some fantastic books aimed at parents, helping you understand the development of your child's brain and how parenting can help develop the child in particular ways. His books were game changers for me. So it was in one of these books that I found this idea of turning down the shark music. And I've referenced it in earlier podcasts as well. But I include it here again because, yes, it's a tip, turn down the shark music, but what are the habits that allow you to do that? And that's really what we're looking at because in this five-day challenge, we need something more concrete. We need to know, like, what do I need to do for this thing to work? Now, before I get into the habits themselves, I'll very quickly explain the concept of turning down the shark music. To do this, I'd like you to imagine this scene. There are two people walking, they're both wearing shorts and t-shirts, it's a cliff top scene, very sunny day, the sea is below them, they've got little backpacks, probably carrying snacks and drinks and stuff like that. And in the scene you can see them making their way down from the cliff top to the beach. You can also see other people also wearing shorts and t-shirts also on their way down to the beach, but it's not really clear whether anyone knows anyone else. In the scene, this music is playing in the background. The scene I've just described to you is one I show delegates in my training course. They watch the scene with the music playing in the background, and then I show them the exact same scene again, but with this music playing in the background. Movie makers do this kind of thing with music all the time. The music tells you what to feel. It guides you about what's coming and also misleads you. And that's the thing. When a movie maker wants to mislead you, the easiest way to do it is with the music. Because of course we're watching the plot, we're watching it really carefully, 
trying to figure things out, asking questions. Could it be this person? What's going on over there? Is that one trustworthy? So we think we're taking in all of the information, but we don't actually register how our thoughts are being swayed by the background music. In our lives, it's the same thing. We think we're looking at reality. We think we're reacting to the things we're seeing around us as if they are real rather than interpreted. And so in much the same way as when you become aware of how music is used in movies, it becomes a choice as to whether you get taken along by the music or whether you question it, you can do the same with your thoughts. Once you become aware of them as your background music, you can take the position of observer. And rather than just being swept along by them, you can decide whether they are useful, productive, and helpful in terms of whatever the situation requires of you, or whether they might actually be leading you in the wrong direction. And of course, your shark music thoughts are almost always unproductive. So the tip for day two is to turn down the shark music and to change it for something else. Now, the habit that underlies this is actually related to time because your shark music thoughts are always, and I promise you, always anchored in the past or the future. Unless you are actually under genuine threat, your shark music thoughts are always past or future. They're about things that have happened that you didn't agree with, that you weren't happy about, and you're replaying them in your mind. Or they're about some imagined future outcome. So the habit to engage in, in order to turn down the shark music, is to find a way to bring yourself back to the present moment. Of course, from here, you know, I'm going to mention mindfulness and breathing, and it is one of the easiest and most straightforward ways to anchor yourself in the present moment. I quite like box breathing for this. It's a technique used by the Navy, and many emergency service workers also swear by it. And it's a simple technique where you breathe in for four counts, one, two, three, four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four, and repeat. There's a reason breathing works so well for calming your system. And it's basically because our brains have evolved for much harsher conditions than we currently live in. So our stress responses are generally disproportionate to the stress we're actually experiencing. But breathing is one of the ways you can kind of trip the switch. Because if you think about it, if your brain is responding to a psychological stress, in other words, you're imagining something bad is going to happen, but as you are right in this moment, you're perfectly safe and perfectly fine, but your brain is behaving as though you are in physical mortal danger, the breathing basically trips the switch and says, I'm fine, everything's fine. Because if you think about it, there would be no physical situation in which you would have your life threatened where you could stop to take deep breaths. So that breathing technique is a subconscious way of telling your brain and your body that you are safe. And from that point, you can then think a bit more clearly. Because when your brain is in stress mode, when the alarm is sounding, it's very difficult to think clearly. And then to put it in any kind of habits that we're talking about here becomes much more challenging. So breath work can be a really great way just to anchor the system. And from there, you can start doing better quality thinking. So with or without the breathing, the goal then becomes to draw your thoughts to this moment. What is actually happening? What is the problem right now? Is there a problem right now? What does this moment require of me? There's a really great Tibetan saying. It goes, take care of the minutes and the years take care of themselves. And I always think that's really just about doing what this moment requires of you 
with all of your focus on this moment. I think when we have our focus on the shark music, on what's going to happen or what we believe is going to happen, what we fear is going to happen, our behavior in the moment, the only one single moment that we have any control over, becomes somehow less powerful, less purposeful. When we put all of our attention into this moment and think about what it requires of us, we're just much more in control, much more powerful, much more empowered. And I think the roots of our happiness lie in our ability to manage the tough stuff. When the tough stuff becomes something that we can trust ourselves with, it doesn't weigh as heavily and it doesn't block the door to the happiness quite so much. So to summarize, the goal today is to start noticing when you're responding to the shark music rather than the moment you are actually faced with. When you're responding to some imagined future and then bring your thoughts to this moment and ask yourself, what is the problem I'm facing right now? If there even is one, is the shark music coming from the past or the future? And therefore, what do I need to do to turn it down? Where do I need to place my focus? What do I need to think of instead? What would be the best way my thoughts could become more productive and more useful to me right now in this moment? And the more you practice that type of thinking, the easier it becomes to make really good use of the moments you live while they're actually happening, rather than yet again, adding more shark music to something you can look back on and go, ah, God, I should have done that. This one takes a lot of practice. It's one I am still practicing and still regularly have to consciously remind myself about because my habits can very naturally and very easily lead me to just play the shark music, react harshly, and then play more shark music while I judge myself for being awful. But what I'm learning is that the more I practice this habit and the more opportunities I take to catch those moments, the more I begin to trust myself. And the more I trust myself in the tough moments, the lighter they become and the easier they are to carry, which means it becomes less stuff in front of the door to my happiness. And that's what I hope this will do for you. These moments where we judge ourselves and we look back on the things we should have done or could have done or didn't do become the moments that we stack up in front of the door to our happiness. And once enough of them stack up, we can't even see the door anymore and we think it's not there. So starting today, Make a conscious effort to turn down the shark music, or even if you can't turn it down, to notice it and then choose to react in a different way. To recognize that the shark music is just the background music. It's some imagined future or some relived past. It is irrelevant in this moment right now. And therefore you have a different choice that you could make. And ultimately, the more you can make those different choices and really respond purposefully, the more you can trust yourself, the stronger you feel, the more resilient you feel, and the greater the impact on your happiness. I'd absolutely love to hear from you if you decide to try this out, get your comments or questions. So today in the Facebook group, there'll be a post with a picture of a shark that says, turn down the shark music. Under there, if you'd like to comment or ask a question, it would be absolutely wonderful to hear from you. I'll be responding to every single comment today. And of course, your comment or question puts you in the running to win that one-to-one -one coaching session, during which we'd have an hour to talk one-to-one -one about whatever's going on for you and how to shape your habits and thoughts in such a way that you can move in the direction you want to move. If you know anybody who would benefit from listening to this episode, please do share it with them and maybe even attach a personal note. 
I always find I'm much more likely to stick with stuff when I have other people on board with me who are doing the same things, trying the same things and talking about the same things. Then it becomes part of our kind of everyday ways of doing things. And that makes habits much, much easier to embed. I'll be back again tomorrow for day three of this five day happiness challenge. And we'll be exploring more that stuff piled up in front of the door of our happiness. I hope you'll join me then. But for now, thanks for listening. Oh, 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 oh,